been a few months since I did an episode that wasn't part of a theme month on this channel. Like, um, September 5th was the last non-themed episode that I did. And if I'm being honest with you guys, the theme months were giving me a bit of a burnout. That's why I didn't post an episode last week. That's why this episode's going up on a Tuesday instead of a Sunday. Um, so for my own mental health, and for your benefit, I'm gonna take a couple of months making episodes about pretty much whatever I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, today that happens to be the Mississippi Flyway, so let's talk about that. A flyway is a loosely defined route used by some species of migratory birds as they travel each autumn from breeding areas in the northern part of North America to wintering sites in the southern U.S., Mexico and Central and South America, and then back again in the spring. There are four flyways in North America, the Atlantic, which generally follows the Atlantic coast, the Mississippi, just to the west of that, the Central, which goes through the Great Plains, and the Pacific, which is west of the Rocky Mountains. Arkansas lies within the Mississippi flyway, so that's the one we'll be talking about here. The Mississippi Flyway generally follows major rivers, including the Mackenzie, Missouri, Mississippi, and Ohio. On a map, it looks a bit like a giant funnel with the spout of the funnel in the lower Mississippi River Valley before it empties out into the Gulf and Caribbean. Arkansas is located within the bottleneck of the flyway, which is very important. The population of mallards in North America is estimated at between 8 and 10 million birds. About 40% of the continental wintering population can be found in the lower Mississippi River Valley. In addition to Arkansas, the Mississippi Flyway includes all or part of the states of Alabama, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Ohio, Tennessee, and Wisconsin, as well as the provinces of Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario. Birds that nest across much of the North American Arctic and into central Canada travel along the Mississippi Flyway en route to the locations where they'll spend the winter. Some of these birds will winter in the Gulf Coast states, while others will fly across the Gulf to even more southerly wintering grounds. The concept of flyways is primarily of importance when discussing waterfowl and shorebirds, because they're often dependent on wetlands to provide food and locations to rest during their migration. It's less relevant in relation to the migration of songbirds. This is because songbirds tend to migrate at night, so geographical landmarks such as rivers and mountain ranges are of less importance since, you know, uh, they can't see them. Songbirds also tend to move in broad waves rather than concentrating along narrow flyway routes. Going back to the topic of how wetlands provide food and resting locations for migrating waterfowl and shorebirds, Arkansas has abundant cover and food for birds, especially in the Big Woods area along the White and Cache Rivers. In fact, the complex of wetlands in the Cache River, Bio de Vue, and Lower White River areas of Arkansas has often been called the single most important wintering area for mallards in North America. The largest wintering population of mallards in the world can be found in Arkansas. Arkansas is also home to an exceptionally large collection of conserved land and water resources. Among those resources are 2.9 million acres of national forests, 
more than 120 state-owned wildlife management areas and natural areas, 52 state parks, dozens of nature preserves, and 10 national wildlife refuges. The National Wildlife Refuge Program began in 1903 to preserve nesting sites in remote areas such as Alaska and South Florida. In the 1930s, it was expanded to include sites along migratory routes of North American waterfowl. Let's take a little time to talk about some of those national refuges that play especially important roles in the story of the Mississippi Flyway here in Arkansas. The Wapanaka National Wildlife Refuge covers around 5,500 acres surrounding the 600-acre Wapanaka Lake in Crittenden County. Wapanaka Lake is an oxbow of the Mississippi River. Conservation of the site began in 1886 when it was the site of the Wapanaka Outing Club, a hunting club formed by a group of Memphis businessmen. The club was one of the first to practice conservation methods such as bag limits. Through the efforts of the club, the area was able to remain undeveloped when much of the delta was converted to farmland. The refuge itself was created in 1961 for the primary purpose of extending goose migration into the southern part of the Mississippi River Valley and safeguarding the Canada goose population of the United States, which I gotta say was a big success. There are definitely plenty of Canada geese now. Heck, if I could go back in time 60 years to see those guys putting in work to make sure that we would have a lot of Canada geese in Arkansas, I would um, definitely kick a few of them in the shins and tell them about the future where beaches are forced closed due to dangerous bacteria and goose poop and parks that have to employ dog handlers to keep geese from attacking visitors. Good job, guys. The Hollabin National Wildlife Refuge covers about 7,000 acres in Yale County, uh, around six miles south of Dardanelle. The land was farmed in the early 20th century, but abandoned due to repeated major floods proving to be dangerous to the residents and incompatible with commercial agriculture. So in 1957, the Department of the Interior took over the land. Today, the refuge provides a safe place to rest for birds not only along the Mississippi Flyway, but also along the Central Flyway. 236 species of birds spend some time at Hollabend, including 14 species of ducks and four species of geese, with as many as 100,000 staying there at a time. While not utilizing the flyways per se, the refuge is also an important rest stop to migratory neotropical songbirds. The Felsenthal National Wildlife Refuge covers approximately 65,000 acres at the confluence of the Washita and Saline Rivers, including parts of Union, Bradley, and Ashley counties. It was established in 1975 in order to mitigate the environmental impact of the Washita and Black Rivers navigational project. The world's largest green tree reservoir is located in Felsenthal National Wildlife Refuge. The Felsenthal Pool is a 40,000-acre area of bottomland hardwood forest, of which 15,000 acres are regularly flooded. The flooded area increases to 36,000 acres during the winter to the benefit of the trees located there. The Pond Creek National Wildlife Refuge protects and preserves one of the last remaining bottomland hardwood tracks in the Red River Basin. It covers around 28,000 acres in southwest Arkansas, along the borders with Texas and Oklahoma in Sevier and Little River counties. The land is primarily a floodplain between the Cossatot and Little Rivers, just upstream from their confluence. Like Hollow Bend, Pond Creek is an area where the Central and Mississippi flyways overlap, 
approximately 20 species of waterfowl and 20 species of neotropical migratory birds pass through the refuge in spring and fall. It's also an important breeding and nesting site for the wood duck, one of the few ducks that reside in Arkansas year-round. The Big Lake National Wildlife Refuge covers around 11,000 acres in northeast Arkansas near Manila, about 18 miles west of the Mississippi River. Established on August 2, 1915, it is one of the oldest inland national wildlife refuges, and it provides a natural oasis for wildlife in the midst of farmland. The area was a free-flowing river system until the New Madrid earthquakes of 1811 and 1812, a topic that I hope to make a video about, or uh, I hope to make a podcast about. The earthquakes shifted the land to its current environment of swamps and lakes. This area supports a wide variety of mammal, bird, and fish species, including up to 100,000 migratory birds each year, and it serves as a year-round home to about 2,500 wood ducks. Also, there's some interesting history to the Big Lake National Wildlife Refuge, but I'm saving that for another day. The Overflow National Wildlife Refuge covers about 15,000 acres along Overflow Creek, a major tributary of Bayou Bartholomew, another future episode, uh, in Ashley County. It was established on November 6, 1980. Overflow contains habitats typical of both the Mississippi Alluvial Plain and the West Gulf Coastal Plain, which makes it an attractive place to live for any number of bird species, especially waterfowl, wading birds, and shorebirds. It's been designated a globally important bird area by the American Bird Conservancy. The Bold Knob National Wildlife Refuge covers about 15,000 acres of forest wetlands and croplands along the Little Red River in White County. The land was acquired in 1993, and unlike many wildlife refuges, the Bold Knob National Wildlife Refuge includes cropland that continues to be farmed. Around 9,000 acres of the refuge are cropland. Through cooperative farming efforts with local farmers, crops including rice, milo, and millet are grown, 25% of which is left unharvested to feed and shelter migratory birds and other local wildlife. The farm's irrigation system is used to maintain mudflats that support birds like ducks, coots, geese, doves, snipes, and woodcocks. And yeah, snipes are a real thing, and you actually can hunt them. Just make sure that, you know, you're looking for the right thing if someone says they're taking you on a snipe hunt. Make sure they mean the little bird. Uh, the next two wildlife ref national wildlife refuges I'm going to talk about are uh, just of utmost importance in the Mississippi flyway. The first one is the Dale Bumpers White River National Wildlife Refuge. It's located in the floodplain of the White River, near its confluence with the Mississippi River. It currently covers about 160,000 acres, with plans to eventually expand to almost 300,000 acres. It stretches for around 90 miles along the Lower White River and includes a variety of topography. The refuge includes around 356 natural and man-made lakes that total around 4,000 acres of surface water. It also includes important southern bottomland hardwood forest, uh, 900 acres of agricultural land, and 1,000 acres of grasslands. It was the second National Wildlife Refuge established in Arkansas and, like many others, was acquired by the federal government using funds raised by the duck stamp, which is a tax paid by hunters. 
If you want to know more about duck stamps, there's an absolutely fantastic Last Week Tonight segment discussing it that you can find on YouTube. I highly recommend it. Um, around two-thirds of all the bird species found in Arkansas can be found in this refuge at some point during the year. This includes many migratory birds like ducks, swans, geese, American white pelicans, loons, cormorants, wading birds, shorebirds, gulls, and terns. Up to 350,000 birds may winter within the refuge. While the area was established with the goal of protecting the habitat of migrating waterfowl, it has led to the flourishing of native species, including native black bears and at least four active bald eagle nest sites. The Cache River National Wildlife Refuge currently covers around 69,000 acres with plans to expand it to around 300,000 acres. It lies along the floodplain of the Cache River and Bayou de Vue for around 70 miles from the mouth of the Cache River near Clarendon to near Grubbs. It includes parts of Jackson, Monroe, Prairie, and Woodruff counties. This refuge is considered the most important wintering area for ducks in North America and is also home to the largest remaining tract of contiguous bottomland hardwood forest on the continent. It's home to more than 50 species of mammals, 247 species of birds, and 48 species of reptiles and amphibians, including the American alligator. A lot of these National Wildlife Refuges actually have alligators. There are a lot more alligators in Arkansas than I think people realize. Um, while it was established in 1986, it would be a few years before it really came into its own. In 1990, the wetlands in the Cache River National Wildlife Refuge were recognized by the United Nations as a Ramsar wetland of international importance. Then things got really fun in February of 2004 when there was a reported sighting of the ivory-billed woodpecker, a species believed to be extinct, within the refuge. Following that sighting, the National Audubon Society recognized the refuge as an important bird area. Whether or not there actually is an ivory-billed woodpecker living in the Cache River National Wildlife Refuge continues to be a subject of debate for the birdwatching and ornithology communities. When it comes to waterfowl, conservation tends to go hand-in-hand -hand with hunting. For instance, the recreational and economic value of waterfowl hunting has been the main incentive for the continuing emphasis on and study of bird flyways. Duck hunting, mainly for mallards, brings thousands of hunters into the eastern part of Arkansas each winter. This creates the basis for a recreational industry that encompasses hunting clubs, guides, outdoor equipment retailers, and associated lodging and restaurant services. This industry has been valued at more than $100 million annually. It became apparent early in the 20th century that hunting seasons and bag limits for ducks and geese had to be coordinated among wildlife agencies to prevent overhunting and to maintain healthy populations of migratory game birds. This coordination had to take place between groups like the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the Canadian Wildlife Service, and state game commissions. Groups were organized regionally to correspond with the four North American flyways. Uh, the Mississippi Flyway Council was founded in 1952 with representatives of the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission present. Using reports from field biologists on the breeding success of ducks and geese in the northern states and Canada, the Mississippi Flyway Council makes recommendations on the length of hunting seasons 
and the number of various species that can be killed by hunters each year. Ducks that winter in Arkansas may originate as far away as Alaska and the Yukon Territory. Nearly half of the bird species and up to 40% of the waterfowl of North America spend part of their lives in the Mississippi Flyway. The Audubon Society recognizes 27 of these species as being of particular concern, including the mottled duck, little blue heron, reddish egret, piping plover, upland sandpiper, and least tern. Among the waterfowl found along the flyway are the mallard, the American widgeon, wood duck, canvasback, hooded merganser, snow goose, Canada goose, and trumpeter swan. So while you won't see it on a highway map, there's no doubt the Mississippi Flyway is just as culturally and economically important to Arkansas as things like Interstate 40 and the Arkansas River, another future video. But that still doesn't mean that I have to like Canada geese. Anyway, this has been Mapstro. Thank you for listening. <laughs>